You're listening to The Gregular Show with your host, Greg Boyer. show it is episode 22 and i am here with the one the only brendan boyer newly uh turned 22 yesterday that's right guys i'm 22 that's that's it that's it uh howie what did the uh what did the old man get you for your birthday what did the old man oh is greg the old man yeah greg the old man got me a set of Tom Jones DVDs of a TV show that he did in the late 60s. And my goodness, it is something. What else did he get you? He got me a second set of Tom... No, just kidding. Uh, he also got me a uh, ice cream from the old Stewart's. The uh, cold brew cookie dough. And my goodness, guys. I'm a commercial right now. You gotta eat that stuff. It's the good shit. The good shit. You heard it here first, folks, at the regular show. Stewart's cold brew cookie dough. The good shit. Oh, yeah. Like, take regular cookie dough, and then, you know, and then it's cold brew cookie dough, and and there you have it. Cold brew cookie dough. All right. Well, we're going to talk about a very special year in music. 1992. That's right, because last week we did 1993. That's right. Last week we did the year that Greg was born, and now we're doing the one he was conceived. Maybe, maybe. I don't keep tabs on uh, on Greg. Well, I'd rather not think about that, but anyways, uh, <laughs> let's get a little bit of sound effects going on. Uh, opening boop. up a mint. All right. Yeah, All Lifesavers. We love Lifesavers at the Greg Dealer Show. All right. All right. All right. So, um... 1992, big year. Big year. Big year. It was an entire year long. Yeah, Yeah, it was a full year. uh, Leap year, if I'm not mistaken. Mmm. Yeah. Maybe. Um, You know, there's a lot of good movies that came out in 1992. Um, Aladdin. Yeah. And you know what Aladdin starts with? Al. Speaking of Al, Al Pacino was in uh, two movies in 1992. Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Scent of a Woman. And, wait, who is that? Hey, what's going on today? Oh, shit, it's Al Pacino. Al, <laughs> we didn't know you were coming in. Oh, yeah, I'd like to show up unannounced. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got a couple questions for you. Nope, I don't have time for that shit. See you later. Well, alrighty then. That was Al Pacino, folks. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm I'm speechless. You know, he was right here in front of my ears. Yeah, that was that was good shit. <laughs> you know, you never know who's gonna show up on the regular show, but uh, it's pretty amazing. Oh uh, yeah, so sometimes it's Al Pacino. <laughs> sometimes it's a foot to the table that the microphone's resting on. Uh, well, that's why we that's why we have one host for the show. All right. Um, Brendan. Hey. What's, what's the best movie of 1992? The best movie of 1992? 
you know, first the runner-up best movie, Encino Man. Guys, can't go without saying Encino Man. Uh, the absolute magnum opus of uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, Polly Shore and uh, Bilbo. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, just Bilbo. a good time. Or, uh, no, Sam. Sam, that, that's the name. Oh, uh, yeah, Sam that's right. He's, that's right. He, he's not related to Frodo. Well, he's the other man. All it, all it took was one one line for anybody to know that Brendan has never seen a second of a Lord of the Rings film, unless you count it's, those stupid ass YouTube poops. No, well, wait, wait. When I was like, I don't know, whatever ten years ago was, I watched all three of them, but I, I guess they went in one eye and out the other. So, um, yeah, yeah, good old movie about raising a caveman. Samwise um, didn't nearly sacrifice his life to freaking bring the ring to. Mount, whatever, to forget and have you shit on his name. Hey, in in Encino, man, he was a very assholey protagonist, as as anyone who's seen the amazing film will uh, second. Um, but anyway, the uh, my favorite movie of 1992 is Singles, uh, Cameron Crowe film, uh, director of some of my other favorite movies, but uh, this one right here. Uh, you know, I can't say if it's a, if it's like a comedy or just like a like a feel good movie where stuff happens. It's it's really weird. Um, but one absolutely hilarious part in the movie, uh, you know, the main character dude is getting getting his sexual intercourse on, and uh, then in the middle it goes to this um, guy. I forgot the man's name, but getting interviewed for, uh, like, after a sports game. Damn, I'm good at describing this. Basketball. It was a basketball player. It was a basketball player, and he says something pretty standard, you know, uh, about sports. And then uh, the interviewer says, do you have anything else you want to say? And the guy looks into the camera and says, Steve, don't come yet. And then it goes back to the sex scene. That's like the funniest thing that I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, y'all, y'all just gotta see it. Uh, but yeah, singles. How about you, Greg? Well, that was incredible. Um, I, I have to disagree. I think Home Alone Two: Lost in New York is the best film of 1992. Uh, folks, you have it all. You have Macaulay Culkin. You have. Uh, his entire fucking family with 300 people uh, all going on another trip because apparently when you have a family of 467 uh, you just get to go on vacations every fucking two years I don't know anyways um, yeah this one is great because you know it starts out and you're like oh shit they're just gonna pull the same shit but no he, they're, they're all late again and they're in the airport running and uh, Kevin, the dumbass, freaking loses <laughs> batteries in his uh, for his talk boy walkie-talkie recorder or whatever. And he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta stand in the middle of this crowded airport while everybody's running to put batteries in the fucking recorder because that cannot wait until the plane." And then he looks up and he sees a man wearing the same coat and having a similar hairdo to his father. So he starts to follow that guy. Little does he know he's boarding the plane to New York while the rest of his family is going to fucking Florida. And, uh, he made the right choice. He made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, you know, once again, the airport can't just be like, well, we have a unidentified 10-year-old who uh, thinks he's going to fucking 
Where was he going? Florida. Florida. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, then he goes to New York and all that shit. You know, you know the fucking movie. Yeah, I, Literally, I, I, every single person who's <laughs> listening to this podcast has seen the fucking movie. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing a rundown. Yeah, no, I don't know. It sounds to me like you haven't seen a single second of the Lord of the Rings. Tri- no, uh, Home Alone 2. No, no, Home Alone 2 is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Just the thought of being lost in New York is such a fun fun thought for me. Uh, I almost got lost in New York one time on a Quiz Bowl trip. And uh, shout out to the Quiz Bowl people. We, uh, we love you guys. It's a great killer show. Yeah, um, and, and shout out to New York. I went there one time and almost like, you know, the pigeons, you, you just walk right next to them. And they don't, they don't care if you step, step right on them. I didn't, but I, I could have. You know, you know what I'm saying? You, y'all know about the pigeons. So, uh, Brennan's an animal cruelty person. Very good. Um, yeah, I had a guy who's like, hey, you want to buy a CD? And I'm like, no, sir. I'm sorry. I'm trying to uh, run across the sidewalk with my group. And uh, and then I got lost. And thank God. <laughs> uh, someone from the group was staying with me, and we all we all found our way back. But holy shit. That was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I would have been, I would have been like Home Alone two, lost in New York. That's, that's right. You you call you know the emergency people, the nine one one, and say, "Hi guys, I'm Home Alone two, lost in New York. Please help me." And uh, yeah, yeah. Okay then. Um, it's a Christmas classic. Go watch it again. You're gonna love it. I swear. All right. Uh, Brendan. No, oh, Brendan. You know, nineteen as great as nineteen ninety two was. Uh, there was some shit. There, there was some shit. The little, little bit of shit. Yeah. So, uh, what what's your least favorite song of nineteen ninety two? My least favorite song uh, is "Sweating Bullets" by Megadeth. And uh, you know, sincerest apologies to all the metal folks out there who who like their big four. But, uh, you know, I think I mentioned even on last week's podcast, for whatever reason, Dave Mustaine came up. Uh, I hate this man's voice. Why? Uh, well, such lines in the song like, Hello me, meet the real me. And just that, like, freaking, <laughs> it's, it's edgy. It's, it's some Halloween music to me, pal. And, and I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, other than it, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It feels so good. Mm, Joe Mangione. Oh damn, my uh, my guy. I knew that. Man, I played me one of those flugels one time. It was identical to a trumpet. Guys, go go buy yourself a flugel. Or don't. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, sweating bullets by uh, Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. No, I just. Eh, blah. All right, is have, that it? Uh, no, yeah, that it's just me making more blah, more Dave Mustaine sounds. That, oh, I thought that was Megadeth in the room. Okay, right, right. Let's all see. right, all right. Let's see here. Uh, you know this song. You either love it or you hate it. Uh, some people don't care about it either way, but I do. I hate this fucking song. The the song is Jump by Criss Cross. Now, don't get me wrong, these kids, they didn't know what they were getting into. It's not their fault. But mm. whoever the fucking asshole was said, hey, you know what? The people want to hear two children rapping. Hey, we're going to fucking 
throw this around so everybody can hear it. Hey, those kids had some flow, pal. I mean, those kids had some writers write a song for them so that they could rap. Whoa, buddy. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm just talking about, you know, hey, who, who else has their songs written for them? Most folks. Yeah, it's not the point. Uh, I don't believe that uh, children should be releasing music unless... Uh, unless their parents get to keep all the money. Oh god, that's <laughs> terrible. Uh, I'm just I'm not into I'm not into children rapping. I I respect the art of rap music and hip hop, and I feel like uh, you know you have to have some street credit. Yeah, it it is too soon. You know if if they uh, if they made a song like that, say you know ten years later when when Disney and pop was the thing. Oh, that would have been perfect like in for that. full blast. You know then then it would have been all day. Big well, time. in 1992, you had, you know, Ice Cube, Ice-T. Great year for people named Ice. Oh, uh, yeah. Running shit. And and to have these kids fucking jumping around with, you know, jump, 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 the back daddy make you jump, the daddy back make you jump. It's like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't care for it. It's not Mac fun. daddy. It's just not, it's not good. I don't know. That's me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe I can't stand kids. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Anyways, on that positive note, Brendan, you yeah. have honorable mentions. We got some honorable mentions. We're going to be seeing some rap songs in this that aren't jump, guys. My first honorable mention is uh, So What You Want by Beastie Boys. Now... <laughs> Oh, Greg, you're just, oh, you're selling it real good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this song isn't for everybody. It's just a bunch of loud stuff. You know, squeaky-voiced guys just, yeah, yeah, and uh, unpleasant noise. But but apart from that, it has got flow. This is a rhythm-centric song with the freaking just being on the beat, you know. That's, that's all it is. It's the good-ass noises. I love this song. Maybe my favorite Beastie Boys song. Which is the same. Which it's it's up there. It's it's one of them. Just uh, cause like for the most part, I got some against Beastie Boys. Well, okay, only Brass Monkey and a couple others. But 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 that that's another thing I've already probably mentioned before. Uh, so yeah, then my next uh, honorable mention is What's your least uh, favorite uh, Beastie Boys. My, well, well, Brass Monkey, of course. <laughs> I literally, I I think I just said yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Kid. So uh, yeah yeah. And then, um, then my next honorable mention is uh, "Nearly Lost You" by Screaming Trees, and this is a damn good song. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, yeah, it's freaking high energy, groovy rock song. It's got that good classic rock feel to it to an extent. And uh, you know, first second, this song just blasting, which I'm usually not a fan of when songs do that, but sometimes it's good. Uh, love this song, Nearly Lost You by Screaming Trees. Uh, my next honorable mention is uh, Disneyland by Dada. And it is just a funny song that sounds good. It's got some groovy guitar solos and a good driving rock sound. And then lyrics that are just amazing. You know, I just flipped off President George, I'm going to Disneyland. He, you know. They're the only people that ever referred to George H.W. Bush as President George. Yeah, you know, you you listen to it and you're thinking, which, which one are they talking about? And this, this song is older than I had thought it'd be. 
Um, yeah, well, it's from this, 1992, so they're obviously talking about the well, father, not the. Well, no, of course, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So so Disneyland uh, by Dada, and then my next honorable mention is Constant Craving by K. D. Lang. Damn good atmospheric little jammer. <laughs> um, check out another song by K. D. Lang, Riding the Rails. Uh, you may hear it in some of your favorite restaurants. Uh, you'll you'll know it by the woo woo woo. So anyway, constant craving is far more pleasant than that. Uh, kind of a pretty song. I love it. Um, and then my last honorable mention is uh, "Passing Me By" by The Far Side, and uh, another one of those. Gary Larson. Yeah, yeah, by The Far Side Gallery. <laughs> Um, and this is another one of those, you know, squeaky voiced rapping songs there, but it has got some atmosphere, the nostalgic, you know, lo-fi kind of vibes to it, you know, speaking of unrequited, unrequited, you know, however you pronounce that word, uh, crushes at the young age and just that kind of topic and it's, it's a fun little rapper. Um, yeah, I, I love it. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, it's five of them. Uh, how about you, Greg? What's your honorable mentions? Well, you know, everybody everybody uh, loves this song. And by everybody, I don't know. But I will always love you, Whitney Houston. You know it, you love it. The bodyguard, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston. He takes a bullet for her, and you're like, oh, no. And then... Uh, and she sings that fucking song, and you know she builds it up, and, and it's all, and then all of a sudden, all right. I, people are tuning out uh, now. But no, it's so fucking good. Um, props to Whitney Houston. That's people can't freaking pull that off. Hey, you know, if somebody remixed the song to have it go through 20 key changes, constantly getting higher and higher, you couldn't tell the difference still. You know? Okay. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Uh, all right. The next one. Everybody Hurts R.E.M. You know, that was a great album uh, that came out in 92. Uh, Auto- was Automatic for the Automatic People. Automatic for the People. And, you know, there are some decent songs. It's got that uh, drive one. It's got that uh, the Man side. The yeah. Night swimming. Oh. But for me, Everybody Hurts was just uh, was one of those songs that you heard so much as a child. And by you, I mean me. And uh, I love it. I love it. It's been in, it's been in so many things like A Night at the Roxbury and uh, The Cleveland Show. Those are the only two I can think of at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it it's is. It's just it's a beautiful song, and you feel it. You really feel it. Everybody hurts sometimes. Or if you're in chronic pain, it's all the time. But, uh, yeah, you get the idea. R.E.M. Uh, yeah. R.E.M. is one of those bands that they just, they could fucking sing the uh, phone book, and I'd listen to it. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I always, whenever I see a gorgeous woman, I'm like, Damn. uh, if that's just an isolated sentence that goes nowhere that's some top shelf comedy right there but um, you know there's there's a song called Damn I Wish I Was Your Lover by Sophie B. Hawkins 
And this is one of those songs that it's just a fucking mood, man. It starts Dude. out and it's like, and it's like really fucking uh, ethereal and like just, I don't know, you feel like you're in a fucking spa or some shit. And she's singing and she's like all sensual and shit. And she's like, damn, I wish I was your lover and all that. Yeah, and now the, the real question is, do she really be Hawkins? Yeah, she really be Hawkins. Uh, there's a great line that she says, I give you something sweet each time you come inside my jungle book. <laughs> what uh, does that mean? We don't know. We will never know. Sticky pages. All right. Uh, great fucking song, Bill. Uh, Wood. Allison Chains. Yeah. You know, I'm... Uh, in terms of like the grunge bands, I always say it's uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, and Soundgarden. And that's not a discredit to uh, Chris Cornell. I think he's got probably the best voice out of the five. But as a group, I don't I don't like their music as much as I like the other bands' outputs. But uh, Alice in Chains, anyways, that's not the point. I just like to rank shit. Oh, you know how it is. Um, what is one of those fucking songs that it just freaking it bounces the whole time and it starts out and it's like, you know, and I just, I feel like every time I just describe a song, I'm having an episode and I look like an idiot. I wish we filmed these live, but yeah, it's probably good that we don't. And yeah, it's just, it's great fucking chorus. Into the flood again, you know, and, uh, just, just a great fucking song. It's it was in the film singles that uh, Brendan spoke about earlier. Oh yeah. Oh, don't come yet, Steve. Uh, <laughs> and uh, or Steve, don't come yet. Whatever he said. Great, great shit. Um, and then my last honorable mention is "No Rain" by Blind Melon. And you're like, oh, that's the best fucking song of 1992, Greg. Why would you not have that in your top ten? Because I've heard it so many fucking times, and it's an okay song, but like for me, it's not. It's not my top ten. I just like it enough that it's in my top. You know. No, I I feel that you know all day. Me hearing songs too much factors into what my list looks like. So don't don't be outraged if your ten if your exactly fifteen favorite songs don't match anything on my list. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, no rain, great song. But I just like I said, I've heard it so many times that I'm like. eh. I, I like 10 other songs a lot more. All right. All right. All righty. All righty. Number 10. Number 10 is Hit by the Sugar Cubes for me. Uh, this is Bjork's band before being solo Bjork. And this is a damn funky song that, uh, you know, she's got that damn beautiful voice. And then there's this, you know, dude just like rapping in the middle of parts of the song and like i i don't i can't even describe it It it's the goofiest shit ever uh but altogether it sounds good and jazzy stuff uh and i i just absolutely love it um yeah yeah can't can't say too much more about it check this song out uh hit by the sugar cubes uh. the sugar cubes huh oh yeah uh how about you greg what's your number 10 you know, the great Annie Lennox from the Arrhythmics had a uh, album come out in 1992. And there were, there were a couple songs on there that I really liked. Uh, Why? 
At, why not? At the end of Why, she uh, does this really sick like rap part or whatever. Hmm. Uh, it's like freestyle and, and check it out. It's it's pretty pretty sweet. But uh, but walking on broken glass, you know, that's one of those songs that everybody knows it, and uh, it's it's just. It, it fucking bounces. I'm going right. to say that about every song. It, it fucking bounces. Hey, you know, it's a very unpleasant activity, but a very pleasant song. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to walk on broken glass. I've done it before, and I'll do it again. But I won't want to do it again. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> you know, the goofy meme. Yeah, that's the best. People who have never seen that, like, what the fuck is he talking about? But, um... Yeah, that's with half the stuff we talk about. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Please listen to us. All right. Um... Yeah, in the music video, you know who's in the music video? Hmm. It's John Malkovich and uh, Hugh Laurie. Oh, gosh. Hello, Hello I'm Hugh Laurie. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Hugh Laurie. All right. Uh, but not really, yeah. Anyways. Uh, that's just, you know, it starts out, it's like violins and shit. And then that walking on, walking on, broken glass. And... She sings all this shit about, you know, wanting to fall in love and all that shit. And it's great. It's a great song. Uh, you know it. You love it. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, Just Another Day by John Cicada. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one of those uh, great ones. It's like a nice emotional song with the, with the hip-hop and dance beat going on. Uh, to sad piano and you know what a damn vibe uh, you know yeah it's, it's just a really sad sounding song this man's got a beautiful voice just yelling uh, but yelling beautifully um, and, and what's, the, what's the other song that I say is uh, just like this one Greg close to you Maxi Priest that's right oh man you could, <laughs> you could switch on demand like, on demand you could ask me that I don't uh, know well, you could switch the instrumentals between those two songs, and they would both get the same point across, and you wouldn't tell the. Di- well, I mean, you could tell the difference, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah, they, no. they both they both did that. Exactly. Yeah. I, and which people is are like, which, holy shit, was that them? Which sounds like not very easy to pull off singing and making it sound good, but but both songs. Well, when I do it now. You know, the good shit. Yeah, no, but, but yeah, no, it's just a damn good emotional song. Uh, just Another Day, John Cicada, Cicada, whichever. Uh, He's not a fucking bug, Brendan. Man, those bugs are scary. Anyway, uh, number nine, Greg. <laughs> God. Uh, you know, it's funny. Some people will think it's Tom Petty, but it's not. It's uh, Soul Asylum. Runaway Train. Mm. You know, going up in the middle of the night and all that shit. <laughs> I mean, you'd be like, oh shit, is that Tom Petty? Is that Randy Newman? <laughs> no. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> um... And Runaway Train is just, it's such a great fucking song. It's like, uh, it starts out with that guitar riff, and then uh, that guy with the voice, he's like, ah, you know, and I don't know, I, I like it. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a catchy bop, and in the music video, it shows all these people that are missing, or 
you know, we're runaways and it's really sad. You think about all these real people and you're like, oh, I don't want to think about this real sadness. I want to think about the fun, happy song, Runaway Train. <laughs> Never going back, wrong way on a one-way track. And uh, my favorite use of this song was in The Office when Michael Scott is like stressed out and he's trying to run from his problems. So he jumps on a uh, box car on a train and he's like, Runaway train, never going back. Runaway train, never going back. <laughs> and he doesn't know the words. And uh, that's, that's probably my favorite use of that song. But um, you know it. You love it. It's it's a great song. It's, it's just easier than dealing with the pain. You know, that's, that's probably my favorite line in the song. Like a madman laughing at the rain. I'm like, who's, who stands in the rain and laughs at it? Yeah, well, a madman, of course. A madman does, according to Soul Asylum. Yes, the the, the scientists are, haven't reached the conclusion that uh, it's only bad men who do so, but they're working on it. Yeah, well, we'll have to get back to you on that. Um, all right, Brennan, number eight. Number eight. The big eight. Big, the medium-sized eight. Um, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, this is like the essential angry political song, uh, you know, and the song is so freaking groovy, funky metal that it almost distracts you from the lyrics that are repetitive for the sake of being hammered into your head. So, you know, it's in that sense, it's like a balanced song almost. Um, but yeah, no, nah, just reputation, re- repetition and, and funk. You know, reputation. And, yeah, that that's a... I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. Yee. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, no, nah, just a freaking, you know, yeah. I, for, Killing uh, in the name. Oh, yeah, that, that's what we're talking Rage about. Against the Machine. Um, yeah, this is one of those ones that was on a uh, freaking Guitar Hero 2, right? That, that was uh, that was uh, that one. That was the first time I that I ever heard uh, that song. And Let's see uh, oh, oh, Greg's. Where was it used? Where was it? Uh, why on their debut album, "A Rage Against the Machine"? Uh, Grant, Guitar Hero Two and oh. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Shit, also I, Rock Band Three. I knew specifically which one it came from. That guys, I've been playing too much guitar here. You know, Mr. Oizo uh, did not do a remix of the song, but someone credited him as doing one. That you know, I freaking love Mr. Oizo. You. Are you uh, familiar with Mr. Um, as it's pronounced, Wazo? No, I just know that you talked about it one time, and I saw this on the Wikipedia page for uh, the song. The oh, people damn. don't care about I, that. I did. But, no, I remember. <laughs> damn, I. Uh. It's good. Um, yeah, Killing the Name. Yeah, I, no. Just... I don't really like that one as much as I like some of the other uh, Rage Against the Machine songs, like Jack Swagger's theme in WWE. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh, check one nine. Or whatever they say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, nah, just, uh, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, yeah. fuck you, I won't, and then, you know, I can say that ten more times and you can have that I be I want to see, um, Limp Biscuit and Rage Against the Machine put a song together. I feel like that would be really one loud clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. Would it be good? Who knows? Guys. But it would be loud. Guys with high-pitched voices. <laughs> over... Oh, over metal music that what more can you ask for out of life uh but anyway they originated it they originated it yeah that's right all right so yeah that's my number eight how about you greg 
Roll down time in the rain. Uh, bare Naked Ladies, Brian Wilson. Mm. You said I wasn't going to have a single Bare Naked Ladies song on my list, and I did. You well, fucking idiot. Well, what a fun thing, because this happens all the time. It's literally my number seven, so I would be discussing it next anyway. I fucking knew it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is probably my favorite Bare Naked Ladies song of all time. Um, if it's not my number one, it's definitely my number two. I'd have to think of a different number one. That's right, guys. You know, never stop thinking about Greg's number two. Okay. Uh, this is one of those songs that uh, most people know the live version more than they know the album version. But because um, the live version was on their Greatest Hits album and it was the one that would play on the radio. It's just such a good fucking song. It freaking uh, ramps up at the beginning and... It's got that little riff that reminds me of like the James Bond theme or the uh, song from that uh, Legend of Zelda level on Super Smash Brothers. Melee. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It yeah. is identical. People have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But yeah, Anyone else who's precisely between ages 21 and 26, you know what we're talking about. But uh, Bare Naked <laughs> Ladies, man, I'll tell you. The first interaction I had with the Bare Naked Ladies, I was five years old and one week was uh, huge at the time. This would have been, you know, uh, fucking September, october or August maybe of 98. And I just remember watching uh, the MTV, as Hank Hill would call it. The MTV. And, uh, and they're like, okay guys, up next, Bare Naked Ladies. And I have to tell you, as a five-year-old, that was the most exciting fucking thing I had ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, and they're going to be on TV? And nobody was changing the channel or saying, oh, that's not appropriate or anything like that. So I I thought I was in for a, like a, a surprise. And boy, was I. It it's... was uh, a bunch of Canadian dudes on TV rapping about Chinese chicken and fucking drumsticks or whatever. Yeah. And anyways, no, Brian I'm... Wilson is a great fucking song. Uh <laughs> If you haven't heard it, check it out. Bare Naked Ladies are one of those underrated bands that I feel like one week is a song that everybody knows them by, or if I had a million dollars, but they have so much more than that. Yeah. They have so much more to offer. I'd love to do a top ten Bare Naked Ladies songs at some point. Yeah, uh, no, they, they got but, it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So Brennan, what do you have to say about Brian Wilson? Uh, what can I say that hasn't already been said? Uh, um... Yeah, no, you know, live version's damn good. I just heard the original album version for, like, the first time today just because I've only heard the live version. Uh, and it's not too much different. It is, like, still the same, like, you know, bass all over the place, James Bond sounding thing toward the end. Yeah, with really, the, whole... the only difference is the uh, audience isn't screaming. <laughs> yeah, and, and what a wonderful thing. Like, the song ended and I didn't hear, wah, from a bunch of people. And it was, and I... It was relieving. So, so yeah, yeah, no, it's, it sounds great. Uh, absolutely lovely song. You know, there, there's that one part uh, toward the end with the, the more Canadian sounding of the two gentlemen saying, Late Night Record Shop! And, and I gotta do my best impression of him every time it comes on the radio. He really just, does. Just scream that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's your number eight, my number seven. Can so we now just it's uh, take a second to appreciate Brian Wilson, like, and, and his genius. Oh, the the man. Yeah, I mean, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just reflect on 
on that and have some fun, fun, fun on the podcast. Okay. Hey, That's you enough. know, wouldn't it be nice if we were older, then we wouldn't have to be so young. That there it is. That's the that's the good lyric. Those aren't the words. <laughs> Those aren't the fucking words you wait. What? Get out of wouldn't here, have pal. To wait so long. Next, you're gonna tell me that that Bilbo. All right. <laughs> Look, pal. I, Educate yourself. Half half the stuff I say, pal, is words. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, so what's your number seven? It's uh, just another day by John Sakata. Whoa, yeah. we're we're making bounds. Cicada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he's got such a fucking powerful voice, and and you really feel that emotion. You know, I remember that song all the time. It would be on the radio as a kid back in the '90s when they didn't have a lot of music. Um, <laughs> yeah, me, music was just new, you know. It came yeah. right out the yeah. hotcakes. Yeah. So, um, you know, that song would always play on the fucking pop stations, and I'm like, "What is this? What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And every other song would come on, and I'd be like, "What is this?" Because <laughs> yeah, I was a fucking idiot. So I couldn't figure out what what this music thing. Well, was. Yeah, no, there was no retention to knowledge. I was fucking like four. Yeah, three. you know, object permanence wasn't a thing. You know, yeah. you if you left the house, you're never going back. Yeah, run away from the house, never going back. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's a good fucking song. It's uh, very poppy. You feel the emotion. You know. Um. I feel like that guy could have won American Idol if he was on it. I don't know. Yeah. He's got one of those voices that just like fucking. Punches you in the face. Ow. But yeah, yeah, very powerful. Uh, good fucking song. Check it out. Check it out if you haven't heard it. Uh, yeah. Number uh, six, right? Number six. Well, mentioning songs a second time in the podcast, uh, Wood by Allison and Chains. Allison? Oh, uh, fuck. Did I say in twice? And I also, shit, I. Uh, you know, I haven't had a single thing to drink tonight, but I really sound like it a lot, don't I? You sound more drunk than you've ever sounded on the podcast. Hey. Uh, anyway, um, Alice in Chains would... Uh, this is like the most Alice in Chains song, I, I, I think. What about yeah. Man in the Box? You don't think that that's as Alice in Chains as would? I mean, it's... You know, one can argue literally any song except for, uh, say... Check my brain and and the like from two thousand nine, the worst year in music. Uh, are Allison Chains or not? Not that you know. It, anyway, just what a damn good song. Uh, from from that movie singles there. Uh, it's got the oh yeah, it, it kind of sounds like a Godsmack song that that Godsmack didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't like Godsmack as much as I like Alice Listen, pal, I'm not asking if you like them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, he's got like the building up bass drums going on there in the not a good spot for me to laugh at but i had the pause come on guys okay so what else can we say about that song i don't know get give it the smooches um how about you greg what's your number six wow you are weird 
All right. Um, we talked about talking about talking about songs again. All right. Talking about talking about. All right. Um, <laughs> Constant craving. Katie Lang. You know her. You love her. Uh, if you've ever seen Pee Wee's uh, Christmas Special, Pee Wee's Playhouse, mm. uh, the Christmas Special, she shows up. Yeah. Her and about 400 other celebrities. And <laughs> it is great. She uh, does um, Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She, jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. And she was relatively new at the time. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Pee-wee's Playhouse was a real, real big uh, launch pad for Katie Lane. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, you know, you watch it and you, you know, someone higher energy than Pee Wee, you know, you're just not expecting it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They were, they were two peas in a pod. Pee Wee, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, those are my four favorite letters. Yeah. So that was, that was a good one. Um, and then Constant Craving. Let's talk about this song because we're not talking about Jingle Bell Rock. Um, <laughs> It's one of those songs that it just it starts out with that little piano shit, and then it uh, goes into like an was that an accordion? No, I think it starts out with a guitar sound. I don't remember if there's like piano at the beginning. I'm now I'm, now I got to analyze your analysis, Greg, because uh, maybe it, my it mind doesn't matter. Family, maybe but, it's a guitar and a piano at the same but, time. That's not what the people but, but care the, about. The accordion is what matters, guys. Yeah, we, we fucking accordion, talk about man. That. It's like you're outside at a French restaurant and there's two fucking dogs eating spaghetti. I don't know. That's what I think about when I hear the song. And, uh, and it's just one of those good fucking Every song is a good fucking song, but it's yeah. one of those good fucking songs that, uh, that just, yeah. I don't know. It's, got a, it's got a full sound. You know, yeah. it's just... Yeah, and you got that background vocal and Katie Lang out there fucking killing it. Harmonizing. And that's, that's one of those great underrated songs of the 90s, I think, that that people probably have heard it before, but they're like, yeah, I don't fucking know that. Or fuck that song. Or whatever. But, like, yeah. Yeah, this song makes me angry. <laughs> hey, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But uh, also, Riding the Rails by Katie Lang. Great fucking song. Yeah. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> or if you get to work at certain restaurants, you're fortunate enough to hear it almost every day. It's, and every time it comes on, it's such yeah. a fucking blast. If you work at Redacted, then you'll have heard it. Uh, yeah. um, Brennan, number five. Number five. Top five, guys. Uh, Where Do You Go by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And I know they have another song other than uh, the impression that I get. Oh, I thought you were talking about Where Do You Go by No Mercy, the song from uh, Night at the Roxbury. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, th- this song uh, is just about, uh, uh, it's a tiny bit vague as far as um, whomst the singer is referring to that he is returning home to, who is no longer there, and just pretty much goes over what he does with his time uh, while questioning, where did you go? I think he's singing to Bigfoot the Sasquatch. Yeah, <laughs> he lived with Bigfoot the Sasquatch. That's his full name. As, uh, it, as everybody knows. Yeah, but no, this song's got the the freaking sky sound and the horns, and then uh, can uh, I take a picture of you, what you're wearing and use it for this week's episode? Uh, sure. Because this is fucking hilarious, and and people need to uh, people need to see this because you look like an absolute idiot. 
But uh, oh no, oh that's a bad. Why the is that addiction. a bad picture? I don't know. I, I gotta have my arms down so oh, it doesn't... so people don't see that you have air armpit hair like a human being. Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't look like my arms are two inches around. I gotta have the old 22 inch pythons. I'm only grunting because I'm posing for a picture. Is that good? Nah, that's fine. You have okay. my permission. Right, I damn, I I look like a freaking forty year old right there, but but that's okay. Um, well, anyway, the first one. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, just uh, yeah. Song opens up on motorcycle sounds. Can never go wrong with that. Oh, like girls, just girls, just like girls. the worst song ever made. Girls, girls, girls. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, yeah. Nah, just uh, it's it's got the really sad uh, undertones to the well over the sad meaning to the, all the lyrics. So it's like oh, it's a little bit uh, screwy, um, but it just sounds so freaking fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I can't say too much more about it. I just absolutely love it. Uh, where do you go by Mighty Mighty Bostones? How about you, Greg? Uh, you know, I like to listen to this song anytime I'm having a bad day. So I can think about how good of a day Ice Cube must have had it when he uh, had the inspiration to write this song. Check yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it was a good day, Ice Cube. That's my number five. Um... You know, it's just, it's one of those real friggin' smooth, he samples that song, samples a couple songs, I think. But, yeah, uh, uh, as the sample expert, it, it's leaving me just what that one sampled. Yeah, he just, he's, he's going through his day, and, you know, it, it's a real cool fucking day. He uh, had sex with a woman, he got to play some basketball, didn't <laughs> have to use his AK, uh, he saw the Goodyear blimp, it said, Ice Cube's a pimp. I mean, holy shit, you know? If if I saw the Goodyear blimp and it said anything, I'd be like, holy shit, that's the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> but for him, it literally was like, you know, giving him a shout-out. And uh, that's pretty cool. No one got shot in a drive-by, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know. Uh, he said Poonani. He said that. That uh, was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, just like the very end of the song, it like cuts out and he's like, well, "Fuck that shit," or something like that. Like he's he he's I don't know disowning everything he just said. Or, or I don't think just, he's disowning. I, I just think like, that's how you sign off. Like yeah, I guess. Like I say, Seacrest out, he'll say, "Fuck that shit." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I gotta start saying that at the end of every podcast. But. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, don't don't quote me as to what Ice Cube said. I I can't I can't repeat a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to uh, the Greg Eds. Uh, we love you. We miss you. Shout out to Ice Cube. Um, Sorry, right. watch straight out of Compton. Hope he's Fun keeping movie. warm because he's Ice Cube. You you want him to melt? <laughs> oh no! You, you sick fuck! Oh no! Ice Cube's gonna be on your ass now, kid. Hey, you've All seen right. you've seen the meme. Remember Ice Cube? This is it now. It's just a cup Kill of water. <laughs> All we, right. We know. Yeah. Oh, okay. We know. Um, All right. Yeah, it was a good day. Ice Cube, listen to it. Mm. All right. Number eleven. Seven eleven. Remember. It's, what? Nah, he says something about Seven Eleven in the song. Uh, I believe it. He says a lot of words. It's great. He does. Um. All right. 
my number four, Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> what? Is that also your number four specifically? <laughs> you motherfucker. Ah, gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, no, just like uh, one, one of their biggest known songs. Uh, just an absolute banger. Uh, they got a, um, an acoustic version that's like toned down an octave and sounding a little more southern and chill. And, and just both versions are absolutely masterpieces. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just like yelling, you know. I don't know too much the, the exact meaning behind this song. Any any insight uh, on that there? Uh, insight? I don't have insight. I just uh, speak based off of emotion. All right, well, well there, we're, we're on the same page, and that's good. Yeah, no, I, I just love this one. And uh, Stone Temple, oh. Oh no, Greg! Ah, uh, memes. He's he's showing me a meme, guys, uh, and it was good. Anyway, yeah, no, I I don't know too much to say about it other than just I really like it a lot. Um, how? What say you, son? Uh, oh, fuck! Sorry. Yeah. Hey, oh, now you're making the listener yawn. I got it. Yeah, you got to yawn. You got to yawn. Basically, the song's chord structure was inspired by Robert DeLeo's love of ragtime music, and its lyrics were loosely based on an article Scott Weiland had read about a girl who had been found dead after having been kidnapped in the early 90s. Uh, he said that the song's lyrics are also a metaphor for a failed relationship. Mm. So that's fun. Now, every time you hear that song, that's what you'll think about. Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot of their other songs are just about going insane. So, I, you know, I guess that's just about as bright uh vibes Ooh, a second yawn oh shit guys three three a.m i must be lonely anyways um yeah just the song fucking like this song comes out of nowhere and that's what i love because you know some songs have like a subtle do 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 whatever this one just it's like and Hmm. And I feel there's a ways to go, you know, and uh, that's the good shit. But you guys know what game this was on? This was on San Andreas. GTA San Andreas. It's a very 1992 uh, game right there. Yeah. So that's just, you know, that's the good shit. Um, cruising, Cruising in the streets of South Central or flying in an airplane and jumping out of the airplane. Just fucking good shit. Plush. Plush. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and when the on the acoustic version, he opens it with the line, this, this is a song, song called Plush. Plush. So, you know, just in case anyone uh, doesn't know what it is, all, all songs should do that. All songs should not do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, great song. Uh, plush. Stuff. <laughs> This is a song called Killing in the Name. <laughs> okay. Number three, Brendan. All right. Number three, Ice Cube again, but not It Was a Good Day, as great as a song is, of a song as that is. Uh, Check Yourself. Yeah. I love this song. And, and I, I call real stealth, dropping bombs on your moms. Fuck our lives. Yeah. Yo, I was right about to say, important phrase from the song, fuck car alarms. Who doesn't 
<laughs> agree with that. Uh, but well, any, I mean, they're important for you know, people that, who are trying to break into cars. Nah, man, I'm I'm more of a smoke alarm guy myself. I'm a, yeah. but anyway, um, yeah, no, just the uh, you know, there's the remix, the the message remix. You know, go go listen to the message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That is the good shit. Um, but also listen to Check Yourself and yeah. and the original version that is not the remix uh, samples. Um, well, there's some part from the beginning of a Beastie Boys song, uh, just saying like "check it." My you know, Mr. Writer uh, used to say "check yourself before you wreck yourself." Oh yeah, and uh, that was always wonderful. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and then and then another song called uh, "I'm Blue" by the Sweet Inspirations, not to be confused with Blue Daba D. Daba die, daba dee, daba. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, it's just like a little more jolly sounding. Like, like it's weird and like fun, uh, exciting sounds. Um, which like, when it comes to songs that have, um, lyrics that are for the most part angry cautionary words, uh, I think that that kind of vibe of it being fun. Uh, highlights the the stuff more like like it forces you to have to keep an eye out for like what the guy is saying um just because like i'm not getting a fun vibe from what he's saying but it sounds like it so yeah what is what did he say uh well there's some <laughs> there's some stuff that can be taken in in a sexist uh tone uh toward the last verse of the song yeah. uh but but other stuff is is just good old ice cube saying what ice cube he, do. he said he talked about the ak two songs two different songs oh yeah but yeah. yeah that's that's a good fucking song yeah now nah, li- yeah listen to the remix and the original both they're, they're like two different songs that just flow a little differently and two two completely different energies absolutely love it check yo itself but yeah that's that's a fun one uh, all right. I'm glad we covered both Ice Cube songs. I knew you would uh, do Check Yourself. Hey, you know, I I had not heard the original before today. It's like some songs you only hear the live or the remix, and right. it's like, damn, I am loving these album versions way more than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, The Cure. Everybody thinks that this is an 80s song, but it's not. I still think it's an 80s song. It sounds like Because I know song. what you're talking about. <laughs> it's uh, Friday, I'm in Love. This is the uh, this is the Cure song. Yeah. This is the Iris to the Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Friday, I'm in Love to the Cure. You know, it's it's one of those songs that everybody knows it, everybody loves it. It's it's such a feel-good song. The You hear it and it sounds like sunshine. Yes. The song literally sounds and- like sunshine. And that's because it's about something really reassuring. It's funny because you see Robert Smith and he looks very like gothy and brooding and like he's got the eyeliner going on and right. the big black hair, feathered hair, you know, and he's like, yeah. I don't care if Monday's blue. But it's like a really happy song. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's really a happy song. I mean, yeah. you just read into those words and it's like that. It's some inconsistent, some unstable shit going on every week. Every week, I don't care about you, like, like, or every other one, because the only he switches up the words. Only every between. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, or I, he'll watch the walls instead, or he'll never look I, back. I, I guess if two or four out of every fourteen days is horrible, then, then you know, I guess that's a win. 
My favorite line in the song is, always take a big bite. It's such a gorgeous sight to see you eat in the middle of the night. You can never get enough enough of this stuff. It's Friday. I'm in love. Uh, and I'm like, so is, is he watching his person go to the um, fridge, like for a midnight snack? He's like, all right, <laughs> let's watch them eat. Video time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know. Great, great fucking song, though. Just, uh, anytime. Anytime that's on the radio, that the radio's getting turned up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're down to the top two. Top two. My number two is They Reminisce Over You by Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. No, they don't. Uh, yeah, this is one of my absolute favorite rap songs. One of the best of the decade. I'm calling it out in a ed- endearing way. Um, it's got the saxophone sounds, opens up on some, uh, you know, uh, psychedelic classic rock like thing for like five seconds and then fades out and then it just turns into the standard like fantastic atmospheric rap song. Just pretty much the MC. Uh, rapping about his upbringing and uh, appreciation for one of his friends who uh, who had died a year or two earlier, um, and and yeah, just uh, you know, highlighting all kinds of um, like growing up with a, a single mother who was too young and needing a father figure and that type of a sentiment, uh, a, along with just sounding fantastic. I, I'd recommend this song. To, to anybody who likes rap, of course, you know, I, I can't guarantee it's for everybody, but uh, it is, you know, fun and meaningful and atmospheric. I absolutely love it. Uh, they reminisce over you, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. All right. Uh, Toad the West Rock released this album in 1995 called In Light Syrup, and uh, it was basically a collection of B-sides and unreleased material, or... Um, Shit that they only put out like special, special uh, edition shit. And um, my favorite song off that album uh, was released in 1992 called Are We Afraid? And it's this really uh, beautiful, simple song. Starts, you know, it's like a piano ballad. And you just feel real uh, stripped to the bone. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those songs that it's, it's a very, um, it's very like aesthetic, you know, feel like you're driving in the middle of the night, uh, empty streets just passing you by. Yeah. yeah. Some, some balance of ethereal and crisp. We are throwing out some big words. Yeah, just it's one of those songs that you really feel it, and uh, I don't know. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, no, number one time. Number one time. Number one time. Alrighty. Uh, connected by Stereo MCs. Now this song ain't deep. It doesn't have any kind of lyrical specialness to it. Just one of those amazing uh, dance songs with a little bit of rapping. Um, 
I absolutely love it. It samples a song called Let Me Be Your Lover by Jimmy Bohorn, an affiliate of Casey and the Sunshine Band. Harry Wayne Casey helped produce this song, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, full respective album. Uh, Stereo MC's totally underrated, sort of, kind of, they're an acquired taste. Just a bunch of fun rap stuff. Um, and Connected is their biggest song. Um, and I don't know, I don't know any songs that are just more, more groovy, more bouncing, so bouncing. I just love it. Um, yeah, yeah, my, definitely my favorite of 1992. Uh, have some fun and, and, and give it a listen. Connected by Stereo MCs. You have a, uh, a great story associated with this song. I do? Yeah, I used to hear it on the radio as a child, and then you never heard it for years. Yeah, yeah, no, like right when I could form the old memories when I was three or four, you know, I thought, oh, this song just came out, even though, you know, it came out like six years before I was born, uh, you know, and it was like freaking great, and then I, you know, Greg, wonderful Greg over here, bought it on iTunes, uh, and when I got, you know, my first iPod touch handed down from him, uh, and got to look at his library on the computer, it was there. And I was like, holy shit, I remember this. Um, and actually, like, in the week or two leading up to it, I heard it on the radio for the first time in, like, that long. And it was, you know, just one of those nostalgic things, but also, you know, you listen to something over again from your childhood with them good-ass headphones, and you're like, oh, there's a lot more to this than nostalgia. I, I just freaking love that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I always pair that song with... Uh unbelievable yeah those to me those are the same idea uh uh but but connect is so good yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good it's an art song. tasty um <laughs> 1992 the great band the jim blossoms released an album called new miserable experience and they had a shit ton of great songs off that album so many good songs, in fact, that I couldn't just pick one song to be my number one. Because these two songs are two of my favorite songs. And I, uh, gotta cheat. Gotta cheat. You, my goodness, Greg. Hey, Jealousy and Found Out About You. Uh, these are some pretty good, uh, guitar-driven pop songs, uh. Hey, Jealousy, it's like a guy um, basically talking to his ex, you know. Would, would you think it would be all right if I could just crash here tonight? You see, I'm no shape for driving and I got no place to go. Uh, reminiscing over times they had, thinking maybe it wouldn't be so bad if, uh, if you know, things would work out. But uh, that, was, that was a great fucking song. And... And it's, it's the song I think everybody knows by the Jim Blossoms. I feel like that's their uh, Goo Goo Dolls Iris, as, as we like to use mm. as the benchmark for a song that everybody knows by a band that's better than just the one song. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Hey Jealousy, it, real emotional. You know, I feel, I feel that song every time I hear it. I get into it. And uh, found out about you. It's another song about a guy and his ex. Uh, a lot of ex songs in that in that album. But uh, 
This one's a little more like angry and, uh, you know, like, what the fuck? You're cheating on me? What the fuck? You're cheating on me? You know, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah. But, but just like the the length this guy goes to to uh, to see what's going on. Um, yeah. and, and it's like, it's a great fucking song. Whispers in the bus stop. I heard about nights at the schoolyard. I found out about you. And uh, just great fucking song. If, if you guys know what I'm talking about, you know. If you don't, if, go check it out. All right. Uh, Brennan, anything, any fl- famous last words? Uh, hey, that full Gin Blossoms album that those came on, that is a damn good thing. It's got like freaking five to seven or eight radio hits. I mean, you know, pretty much half the thing is on their greatest hits. It's just a lot of distinct good shit for an alternative uh, rock album. Can't ask for much more. Yeah, uh, they, they had a real polished 90s sound, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I, uh, I I got nothing on the mind, you know. I got a bag of uh, wavy potato chips right in front of me on the table, and I've just been staring at the word wavy, like, the whole time, and I think that's a good explanation of why I've been, like, really wavy tonight. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't have too much good to say. I mean, uh, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted have that new movie that's coming out soon. That's going to be fucking great. And, you know, like they always say, uh, be excellent to each other and party on dudes. And 69, 69. dudes. Yeah, but, uh, you know, let's let's all be good to each other and uh, spread the love. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out to all the Greg heads. You are loved. You are missed. Uh, we appreciate you. Seek rest out.